With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Hall, and today I have a very special guest, Diana Simpson. So, Diana, thank you for being here, and go ahead and just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jenny. I really enjoy listening to your podcast, so I'm thrilled to be on your podcast today. Thank Uh, you. So, my name is Diana Simpson. Um, I am the founder of Simpson's Web Design. Um, I started my business in April 2021. Um, It really was just venturing out from the nine-to-five world um, as a banker into a business owner um, because I became a mom and I didn't want to go back to the the grind of the nine-to-five. And that's when I started my business. Um, I specifically started just doing everything as a virtual assistant and then I really found my passion for web design, and um, and that's when I niched down to working with only product-based business owners um, to really create a website that lights them up and that brings in the sales um, through Shopify. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I live in Georgia, so hence my southern accent. <laughs> I'm in Louisiana, so we both we have we say a lot of y'alls. <laughs> Yes, same here. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So you've been doing this two years. Um, so I obviously work with a lot of product-based sellers, as do you. And honestly, a lot of them are really scared to start their website. Um, but it's a huge benefit for a product-based seller because it's another place for people to find you, for Google to find you, and for you to keep more profit rather than just selling on Etsy, let's say all the time. So for a person that wants a website, like what are some benefits, Diana, for a product-based seller to have their own website? Yeah, so it's a way for them to have another platform that is specifically theirs, like they have their own domain, they own the website. Um, and I love Etsy as well. And I think that starting on Etsy is a great way to get your, your business going. But then once you hit that, um, level where you're wanting to scale further, that's when creating a online shop on Shopify comes into play because then you have access to the platform. You get to customize it, um, like based on your goals, based on strategy, Whereas on Etsy, um, you have to kind of like uh, abide by their by the layouts of Etsy. Um, so that's when uh, creating a website on Shopify is really beneficial. Um, and also because um, I know Etsy has its own SEO. And so with Shopify, you also can integrate SEO um, and get found by more customers. So it's just a, a different way of getting your products out into like more to to the world so more people can see your products. I love that. And I love that you say it allows for more creativity because, yeah, if you're on Etsy, like 
it is that layout, those four images across, right? Like the pages, it, you can't really do anything except your banner. But I love that you mentioned having your own website. Like you can draw in the colors of your brand and make it really resonate with your, you know, what you sell and your personality and your creativity and show people really more behind your business than just on Etsy. I really love that. Okay, so let's say I was a complete beginner and I was going to, I wanted to open a Shopify store. Diana, where does a beginner begin? So I always like to say that you have to start somewhere. Um, and when you're doing this on your own, like you're building your own Shopify website, the best way to start would be to look at the your products. So how many products do you have? Look at the back end um, and like put in your products in first and then worry about the strategy, like the plan, the planning to create your Shopify website once you have all your products in there because that's like the first step to take um, to get started. And then um, you can pick out like your theme and really start pinpointing what strategy um, you're going to be using. And when I say strategy, I really mean what uh, products are you going to be posting on your homepage so that those are like your best sellers mm -hmm. and really starting to um, plan out the website so that it makes sense for your brand and that it's it's different from other um, people's brands like you're bringing something like you said your personality into the into your Shopify website yeah I love that and I love that you mentioned homepage because on Etsy, there's no homepage for your business. So this is where you really get to show off, you know, the name of your shop and your logo and who you are and what you're about. Like, what kind of problem does your product solve for people, right? Like, how does your product change their life or what are the benefits of your product? So I think having that front and center is so good. And that's where you can really add in that SEO to get found on Google. Like, the more words right there on the homepage. And then I love that you said showcase your best sellers. Um, because that's what's going to draw people in and they can go directly to those products and then go explore more or whatever. So, okay, let's talk graphics. So what are your biggest tips for someone when they're creating graphics for their own website? Should they do it themselves? Should they outsource? What do you think? So when it comes to graphics, um, I see this a lot. A lot of people go through like Canva templates and create from, you know, the templates that Canva makes available. And while it's not a bad idea if you're just starting out to have like a starting point, um, once you are ready to like scale your brand, your business, um, it's really important that you have a solid brand identity. Um, and that includes like not just your logo, but like your a brand strategy per se. And that's like your brand voice, uh, what's different about your brand, uh, your mission, your values. And then... Um, from there that drives the visuals so that drives like your color palette your logos um and that like the whole brand identity drives the graphics um so i really like to recommend to have a solid brand identity first and then once you have that down to go into designing the graphics the visuals because it's so much easier because you have a brand identity that's solid um, versus if you're always changing colors, you're always changing like fonts um, and like it doesn't seem uh, consistent. And so that can be overwhelming to you and then it can also be overwhelming to your customers. 
Um, so like creating graphics on Canva is not a bad idea as long as you have your brand identity like solid and you can always change it later but for the like when you're creating your website you really need to have that solid in order for everything else to work. Absolutely. I mean I think a lot of people they're just like I need to upload all my listings I need to upload and then it's like it takes forever for them to finish their website because they don't think about all these things, right? They're like, well, I have a banner on Etsy, but they don't know how to translate that into, hey, this is actually now your brand. So what does a beginner do when when you're saying you need to build your brand identity, you need a brand strategy? Okay, how do you even begin to roadmap that out? That out? Yeah, so that's a, a great question. So brand strategy is really focusing on once again, what's different about your brand, um, you start out, out with really digging deep into what is different about your product and who your product is for. Um, and that kind of like drives the, the vehicle to uh, finding out the strategy. So when I say strategy, like if you're going to be targeting mostly women, uh, then you're going to have a strategy in place that you know, has a certain voice for, for women. Um, for example, I created a website for, um, for a client who owns a Pestimol boutique and she works with breast cancer patients. Mm. Um, so what was different about her brand is there were a lot of other Pestimol boutiques already out there. So her product wasn't different, but her mission and her values were different. So that's what really we showcased that in on her website because she was mainly talking about her mission to pay it forward by selling her pestimals. So it's really going to be about your mission, your values, and if your product is different, um, <clears throat> really digging deeper than just selling the product. So really giving your brand a story so that it continues to, you know, like, customers can interact with your brand better that way than just you selling your product over and over again. Absolutely. It's just like, hey, buy this. Hey, buy this. There, there's <laughs> nothing behind that, right? Like they need to know more about that. Okay. A lot of people, um, okay, obviously we have to grow an email list, right? And right. you can't do that on Etsy unless you, you know, they, they go to an outside URL where you set up a landing page. But with your website, to collect email addresses, do you recommend how many times on your site should the form collector be there? And do you like drop down boxes? Uh, so I'll, I like to call them pop ups. I believe that's what you're referring to. Okay. <laughs> the pop ups, the ones that come on down and they're like, hey, subscribe. <laughs> like they're all in your face. Yeah. So I. I like pop-ups, but I don't like to set them to where it's like five seconds in and the user gets hit by the, you know, pop-up. So what I like to do and to recommend is to have it set to like 30 seconds, um, 30 seconds to like a minute, 60 seconds, and only um, on the home page because if, you know, they land on the home page, they see that and they already have had time to read the header like to know what your product and brand is about um because if if you're constantly hitting the pop-ups on every page they're gonna leave like yes. they don't want to 
constantly click out of that pop-up um, box so that would be my recommendation and then if you can integrate the opt-in form on the footer of your website um, that would be a, a better way or an alternative alternative way um, and even offer like a freebie PDF about your that's related to your product that would be another great way to get people to sign up to your email list because they're receiving something in return of them giving you their email address. Now on Shopify, when someone does that and they opt in, are you able to email them through your Shopify account or do you have to then export those email addresses and import them into your own email provider? So there is a way you can integrate your email marketing platform on Shopify. Um, I personally recommend Clavio for Shopify because it integrates really nicely. Um, all you have to do is set it up in the back end, um, download the Clavio app, and then integrate it to Shopify. And so when people sign up on the form that's, uh, that Shopify already gives you or you create, it integrates into Clavio and it sends all your subscribers to Clavio. So you don't have to download the subscribers or do anything in your part. It automatically integrates. I love it. Um, okay, so you have your own website, you're building your brand. What about getting visible? What are some ways that you recommend to get traffic to your site? Yeah, so obviously the big one would be the email list, which we talked about. Um mm -hmm offering something a, a freebie so people can sign up to your email list and you're showing up on their inbox every week um, talking about something in your brand offering some discounts or, or something like that um, another great way would be like investing time on your seo so that your shop is actually working for you without you having to like show up on social media a whole lot um, I mean, I love Instagram, but if I can have it where my website is working for me, that's a lot better than creating a ton of content that, you know, you're constantly creating the content. So I would say investing time on your SEO, whether you do it yourself um, with a tool like SimRush or um, hire somebody to do it for you would be a great way. Um, and then again, social media is another option to drive um, traffic to your website. Um, and it really depends on like where you want to hang out on. Like I know Pinterest is also a great one uh, that you can create evergreen content and that, you know, Pinterest through Pinterest, you can drive traffic to your online shop. Yes. Okay. Here's another question because this is SEO too. Should a product-based business owner have a blog to provide more SEO opportunities to get found and then those blog articles link them to their, you know, to the main shop or to that product they're talking about. What do you think about that? Or is it, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great idea to, so that, you know, you're driving people to your website because they want to learn more about your product or something that's related to your product, you know, ways that they can use um, your product. And it really goes down to like, do you love writing? Because um, if you don't love writing, then having a blog is it's going to be like in, in the back of your hand. Like I have to, I have to write a blog, and you don't really enjoy it. So yes. it really boils down to if you enjoy it, and are you going to stick with it? 
um, because it does take time to build that, you know, SEO uh, rank ranking. So yeah, it all goes down to if you enjoy it, if your um, customer is going to be reading your blog. So yeah, it all yeah. boils down to that. Yeah, it's uh, that's work. It's work, right? And if you don't love it, I completely agree with you. Do not, don't start it or farm it out or do something else about it because it's just one more thing. And if that's not what you love, pass that off, like delete it or delegate it. Um, okay, what are, what's a, the biggest mistake that business owners make when creating their website? What do you, what do you see? Like when someone's like, hey, Diana, I would love for you to help me, you know, redo my website. I try, but, and you look and you see the same mistake over and over. What do you see? So the main one is the header section. Like they use like two words, like, and it doesn't have anything to do with their product. They're just like saying, they think they're describing their product, but people don't know what your brand is, what your product is. So when they land on the website and if they land on the homepage and they see that header and it only says like two words and like maybe a little caption um, underneath that, that's really not going to tell them what your product is about, what your brand is about. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a long um, caption. Like it really just needs to be clear and concise um, to tell them what your mission is, what your product is, and then a call to action to like shop now or check out our summer collection. Um, so that would be the biggest mistake. And having like generic images um like i think it's best if they use like product pictures on the header image or something that relates to the brand like about about the products instead of using like a generic picture on there that it doesn't really showcase your brand um and then the second one i would say is having like the bestseller section. Um, it doesn't really talk much about why it's a bestseller or what the product is. And then having the call to action like shop now or, or add to cart or buy now, um, those would be like the two biggest mistakes. Cause when people land on, on your shop, they want to like add to cart and check out. So if you're making it hard for them to reach the checkout, process then they're most likely are going to leave so those would be the biggest mistakes those are huge and i love that you gave examples of call to action i think you know on your website all the those call to actions are so important because it makes the customer like you telling a customer what to do leaves them less confused they know it's direct hey do this go check out here shop the collection newest hot you know hottest trends of summer or whatever that's so good and that's so important and people even miss that in their social media posts like there's no call to action they're sharing a picture and they're like check out what i made but it's like okay where do i find it right like yes. go here and click here um okay so diana this was amazing thank you so much for joining us today so tell everyone where they can find you and what can you help people do yeah it's been lovely meeting with you jenny and yeah so i usually hang out on instagram um so you can find me uh, my username is simpsons underscore web design and also on my website simpsonswebdesign.com um, and i specifically love um, creating uh, designing and developing shopify websites that are custom 
Um, so we really dig deep into what's different about your brand, um, the website strategy and create a, a custom Shopify website. Um, so that's what I love to do for, for my clients. Yay. Okay. I am so, so happy that you joined us today. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you, Jenny. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you on the inside.